the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry, and we're addressing issues and challenges facing today's church. For the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And tonight we bring you part six in our brand new series entitled, The Ten Disturbing Claims of Christ. Now, these 10 claims of Christ will either draw you or drive you from Christ. It is our hope, though, that they will indeed draw you to the Savior. These 10 claims of Christ were so disturbing to the religious leaders of his day that they wanted to kill him for them. These 10 claims of Christ, even today, still disturb all the false religions and cults of the world who do not believe in the historic Jesus of the Bible. So we're going to learn about these 10 disturbing claims of Christ and much, much more. So buckle up and stay tuned, for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed, and thank you so much for that introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know you're going to be blessed by the program tonight. And as Brother Gary said, we are talking about the 10 disturbing claims of Christ. And let me say that these are startling and disturbing and troubling claims, uh, especially for those who are into religion and not into a relationship. It is startling and strange and troubling to those that are involved with cults, as well as those who are ignorant to the Word of God. Well, what we want to do is knock ignorance out of people and get them into the true knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says to grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that's what we are committed to doing on contending for the faith. <clears throat> now, let me just review uh, some of the uh, points uh, and get to the sixth point. The first disturbing claim of Christ is that he forgave sins that only God could do. And, you know, the hounds of hell got disturbed by this, and they wanted to kill him. We find in Mark 2 and verses 1 through 12 and Luke 7, verses 47 through 50, that Jesus forgave sins. And they said, who can forgive sins but God alone? Well, <laughs> he was God, and he was God alone. Amen. The second disturbing claim of Christ is that he claimed to be the Son of God. And this phrase meant that Jesus shares the same nature, essence, and being of God. This is not a little S, like we are the sons of God, but it's a capital S. And, you know, anytime you say that you are the son of your father, uh, you, that means that you're equal to him in essence, nature, and being. Uh, the third disturbing claim of Christ is that he claimed in John 10, verses 30 through 33, 
He said, I and the Father, we are one. The Greek word there is we are one. And he claimed to be equal to the Father in nature, essence, and being. And it says the Jews took up stones again to stone him. They accused him of blasphemy. You know, the Jews were the first to start a rock concert. Every time Jesus claimed to be God, they wanted to stone him and rock his world. The fourth disturbing claim of Christ is that he said to Philip in John 14 and 9, He that has seen me has seen the Father. And Jesus is saying he's the exact mirror of his Father as far as being God. And it blew the mind of Philip and so many others when he made that claim. What a disturbing claim. The fifth disturbing claim of Christ is that in John 5 and verse 18, he claimed to do the same equal work as the Father. And it says that Jews even got angry and wanted to stone him again on that occasion. He said in verse 18, Therefore the Jews sought the more to kill him, because he not only had broken the Sabbath. The Greek word there is luo, means that he loosed the Sabbath restriction because he's Lord of the Sabbath. He can do whatever he wants to do. But said also that God was his father, there's that word, father, again, God was his father, making himself equal with God. See, every time he claimed to be the son of God, he was claiming to be equal with God. Now we come to the sixth disturbing claim of our Lord Jesus Christ. And what is that claim? That claim is found in John 5 and verse 23, where Jesus said that, all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father. Now, you need to understand that this word honor in Greek is prokunal, prokunal. And it uh, is referring to worship. So that's what the word honor means in Greek. It means worship. It is interesting in Greek when it uses the word honor, it is equivalent to the word worship. Now, the big trivia question is, who are we to worship? Now, that's a critical question. Who are we to worship? What does the Bible talk about who are we to worship? The answer is this. According to the scripture from Genesis to Revelation, uh, it says and teaches that we are to worship all three persons of the Godhead, or the Trinity. Now, I know some of you may say, oh, my God, does the Bible teach that? Yes, this is not Buckner, this is Bible. And let me demonstrate how all three were worshipped. This is a critical point. All three were worshipped, which means all three is God. Number one, we are told to worship God the Father. Where are we told to do that? In Matthew 4 and verse 10, and Luke 4 and verse 8, you remember Jesus said, Get thee behind me, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him alone shall thy serve. Jesus is saying, We are to worship God and him alone. Now, this is something very important for us to understand, that uh, Jesus said we are to worship God and him alone. All the cults don't like that. Anything that the cults don't like, you need to use He's teaching us in these two passages of Scripture, Luke 4 and, and Matthew 4, the only one to be worshipped is God. Now, 
if the scriptures teach that we are to worship Jesus and the Holy Spirit, then that means one important thing, vital thing, that they are God too. Number two, we are told in Scripture to also worship God the Son. Where are we told to do that at? Hebrews 1 and 6. Again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, let all the angels of God worship him. Now, this is a Scripture that my mentor, Dr. Walter Martin, gave um, Matthew 4 and Luke 4 to Ted Dencher. He was in the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society for over 30 years, one of the leaders. He gave him Matthew 4 and Luke 4, and Matthew 4 again, and Luke 4 says, only one to worship is God. And then he linked together Hebrews 1 and 6, where it says to worship the Son, uh, Jesus, and that man was convicted and went to the leaders of the Watchtower. They could not give him an answer, and he was delivered out of the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society. What are the power of God? Oh, the power of God. Don't ever give up on the cults. Don't ever give up on people that are sinners out there because the power of God can overtake them at any time. And so that man ended up writing a book, 30 years out of the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society as a leader. Now, so we're told to worship Jesus. Hebrews 1 and 6. Also, in John 20, 28 and 29, we see that Thomas, doubting Thomas, after he saw the resurrected Lord, he worshiped him and called him, in Greek, Gokuriosmo, Theosmo, the Lord of me, the very God of me. And Jesus said, Thomas, because you've seen me and because you have believed, blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Thomas fell down and worshiped him and called him Lord and God, you know, and that was an act of worship. And then look at this as well. There's something else to take note of. Jesus accepted worship from the wise men. We find that in Matthew 2 and verse 11, make note of that, and when they were come unto the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and worshipped him. Worshipped him. That's what they did. They fell down and worshipped him because they knew that he was God. And then we find that Jesus accepted worship from a leopard. We find in Matthew 8 and 2, it says, Behold, there came a leopard and worshipped him, saying, Lord, there's that word, Lord, if thou wilt, you know, Canest make me uh, clean. Wow, a lot of us need to be made clean. And Jesus accepted worship from a ruler. We find in Matthew 9 and 18, Behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him. And then we find also Jesus accepted worship from a blind man in John 9 and verse 38. And the blind man worshipped him as well. And then we find that Jesus accepted worship from Mary Magdalene. We find this in Matthew 28 and verse 9. Oh, you need to get these scriptures. So important in witnessing to those who don't believe that Jesus is God. It says in verse uh, 1 of Matthew 28, came Mary Magdalene in verse 9 and held him by the feet and worshipped him. And then we find Jesus accepted worship from his disciples, we find when he's getting ready to go back to the Father, we find in Matthew 28 and verse 17, and when they saw him, 
They worshiped him, but some doubted. We got some people today doubting as well. Oh, my friend, let go of the doubt and accept him as and worship him as the Lord God of your life. And then number three, we're told in Scripture to worship God the Holy Spirit. Where are we told to do that at? This is an apologetic question, right? You shouldn't know that. If I were to ask you that question, where would you go in Scripture? John 4 and 24, God is spirit, and they that worship, there's the word worship, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You know, that's interesting. The spirit is told here to be worshiped, and and it says he's the spirit of truth. Remember Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life? That's so important. Now, let me say this in conclusion. The fact that Jesus was willing to receive worship on various occasions meant that his true identity as God was a testimony to all of those. And we find that the only worship that we are to worship is God. We find this all the way back in Exodus 34 and verse 14. Make a note of that. Exodus 34 and verse 14. Uh, Now listen to this. You have a choice, my friend, to worship and honor Jesus on this side. You don't want to wait until you get on the other side because you're going to either bow now or you're going to bow later. And if you bow later in the next world, it's going to be too late. And now a lot of people say, does all religions lead to one place? Some people, Christians, say, no, it doesn't. Yes, it does, my friend. You know why all religions lead to one place? Because Philippians 2, 5 through 11 says, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. My friend, it's better for you to bow that knee now. You don't want to wait to bow that knee later and be sentenced apart from him in eternal hell. Honor the Lord now. Confess him as Lord and Savior of your life right now. Honor him. Worship him. Come to him like Doubting Thomas did and accept him as Lord and Savior of life. Confess your sins. Bow to him rather than go before him and then you're bow-wowing to him. Oh, my friend, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches regarding worship and honoring the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Brother Gary. All right. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. We want to thank everyone who has been praying for the last two weeks for Contending for the Faith. Uh, without your prayers, we couldn't minister to you on this program. We also want to thank those who have stepped up to the plate and uh, partnered with us financially to keep this ministry going. You know, it does cost us 400 a week to stay on the air. In addition to that, we have to pay 150 per month uh, on top of that for our podcast um, privileges. And right now, we need about 250 for last week's program and 400 for this week's program. So we're running a bit behind, and we definitely need your help. We need your prayers, and we also need your financial commitment, and we need you to be consistent with both. 
We don't want you. Uh, we don't want to have to go off the air due to lack of funds or lack of support. And so it's really important that you remember us in prayer and that you, as God has blessed you and are able to give, that you would partner with us for this ministry. There's two ways that you can donate. Number one, send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Second way is so much easier. Just get on your laptop, your computer, your smartphone, tablet, whatever you use to connect to the Internet. Go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and then simply click on the Donate button, and there you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. So we want to, we want to encourage you, continue to pray, and as God blesses you, can continue to remember us uh, with your financial gifts. Dr. Buckner. Amen. And I think we're going to say a few things oh, yes. about the uh That's right. That's yeah. right. Don't get old, Dr. Buckner. The first thing to go is the memory. (laughs) So we had a conference last week. Well, it wasn't our conference. We were at the Bay Area Sunday School Conference, Bass, and it was a phenomenal time, phenomenal event. And uh, we are really excited to let you know that first week in April, we're going to have Dr. Hunter, who, as you recall, two weeks ago was on the program as we began to talk about the Bass event, and he's going to come back, and we're going to kind of uh, unpack some of the things that happened on that day. And, you know, if you missed that event, you missed something amazing. God really showed up and showed out and used Dr. Buckner tremendously throughout the event. Uh, His classes were standing room only. I think his final class had 75 people in it. His keynote address, the Holy Spirit just moved in a mighty powerful way. And and we're going to talk about a little bit of that a little bit later as well as in the coming weeks. So, um, you know, when these things happen, it, it's a, it's important, you know, um, take advantage of the opportunities, especially when um, Dr. Buckner is able to be part of these events. And we're just thankful that he was able to get it done, that it happened before all the, you know, the shutdowns that Corona is causing. Um it's it's just unfortunate that so many things now are in uh, cancel mode because of this this virus, and we want to encourage the listening audience. Now is a really important time to pray. Um, we don't know all the facts and all the issues surrounding this thing, but we do know that it's affecting people uh, adversely. People are are dying, and so we want to be in prayer. We want to be praying and seeking God's face. For our country, for the world, for those who are are tremendously ill right now, and you know we know of many cases. It's it's, it's a terrible thing. So let's just maybe take a moment and uh, ask God to touch their lives. Lord, we just we just lift up all of those folks on this planet who are are suffering with this this virus. Who are and and there's many right now who may not even know that they have it. Lord God, we just pray for breakthrough. We pray, Lord God, that you know that we we would humble ourselves, that you would hear from heaven and heal the land, that you, Lord God, would heal all of our de- disease, as as the, the psalmist says, to forget not your benefits, 
who forgives all of our sins and heals all of our diseases. And Lord God, you're a healer. You're the great physician. And, you know, no, no coronavirus can stand up to you. You're greater than the corona. You're greater than cancer. You're greater than diabetes. You're greater than anything that can plague man on this planet. And you hold all things together by your will. And, Lord God, we pray that it be your will that uh, you would send us help, that you would touch those who are infirmed and bring healing, life, and restoration, that you give the doctors supernatural wisdom and creativity to find vaccine a vaccine to, to stop this. We pray, Lord God, for the families who have lost loved ones, that you would be the God of all comfort to them, Lord God. And we pray that you would touch the lives of those who are suffering right now. Lord, help us. We need your help. We need you. We cry out to you. Have mercy upon the land. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. Appreciate that prayer. And do you want to get to our callers now? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go to CC. Hello, CC. How are you doing? How are you guys doing? Oh, we're truly blessed, truly blessed and highly favored. And uh, we trust that you got encouraged by the word. It's not probably I haven't listened to this message that I haven't got encouraged. So every time I hear it, I'm encouraged. Hey, Amen. That's a good thing. Good thing. And what's on your heart tonight? Um, I want to ask you the question in uh, Daniel chapter 3, uh, 25. Okay, and you have your Bible there? Yes, I do. Why don't you read that for the listening audience to hear? Oh, no problem. Thank you. It says, he answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the sun of God. Mm-hmm. Amen. Very good scripture there. And uh, what's what's your question around it? What would you like to know? Um, when when he uses this term, the Son of God, I know I've heard this talk before, but I was wondering, can you expand on it? Because I know you usually give a lot more meat than what I've gotten from a lot of other places. So I wanted, I know, I trust you and know that you... Uh, are the expert in these things and, and led by the Spirit. So I want to get um, your... Yes, um, yes, uh, let's yeah. do that. You know, God, uh, first and foremost, you know, God delivers many different ways. Uh, I always say that he either delivers you um, out of the situation, and that's the first point. The second point is that he oftentimes will deliver you in the situation. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was delivered in the fiery furnace. And then sometimes the third way God delivers us up, he just takes you up to heaven. So those are three important uh, points for us to understand. He delivers out sometimes, he delivers in, and sometimes he delivers up. He just says, I'm going to take my child up to heaven with me. And so we see here a situation where he's delivered in the fiery furnace, and there is a fourth person with them. Now, this fourth person, I believe, is a Christophany. That that term means an appearance of Christ. You know, you have Theophanies, which is an appearance of God. Christophanies is an appearance of Christ. And so you have here that fourth person is the pre-incarnate Christ who would appear oftentimes in the Old Testament before he took on physical form, physical flesh, 
as the angel of the Lord. Now, let's define that because a lot of times the Jehovah's Witnesses say, well, he was Michael the archangel. No, he was not Michael the archangel because we find in the book of Jude that Michael the archangel had to uh, get permission to rebuke Satan and yet Jesus in Matthew 4 and Luke 4 didn't have to get permission. He just rebuked them. That's a that's a critical point right there in dealing with Jehovah's Witnesses. Now, uh, I'm teaching a class on that right now in the seminary. Uh, but the other point is this, is that, uh, you know, when we are dealing with uh, this situation of Jesus Christ uh, being the angel of the Lord, Oftentimes, the word angelos can refer to a literal angel, or it can refer to as a messenger of God. So Jesus was known as the messenger of God in the Old Testament. That's something very important, because if you're backed up in the corner against a Jehovah's Witness, and they say, well, Jesus was the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament. Yes, he was, but he was the angel of the Lord, not as a uh, creation, but as the creator. And so to just deliver them out of the fire and to have that type of power as the angel of the Lord means that he was God. So this is how I would uh, interpret this passage of Scripture, because it lets you also know that God is always with us. You know, he said, I'll always be with you. Even in the midst of this coronavirus, let us never forget. It's like a, a tough, it's a real devastating time for a lot of us right now. Uh, and I'm going to say some things about this a little bit later on. But let's never forget that in the midst of the fire, okay, this is like a firestorm, that God is with us. He's in the midst of us, and nothing takes him by surprise, and we pray that he will deliver us from this virus, you know, and let's think about those three points. That's a three-point sermon right there for some of you preachers out there. He delivers out. And sometimes he delivers in, and then the third point, he delivers up. Hopefully that helps out. I just tried to give you some meat with that, with some mashed potatoes and some spiritual gravy. How you doing? Amen. Yeah, that did, that did, that did help. I appreciate it. You got it. And and you have any prayer requests? Um, yes, um, if you can, if you could um, lift up, again, you know, my mother, Rosalinda, my, my family, also that she would you know, protect that God would have mercy on them concerning this coronavirus. If any of them is affected, he can get them help or healing and, if, and to protect the ones who are not, um, you know, who who are not infected, you know, and then just pray for me however you want. And then I want to pray for the, the actor, uh, Christina Mullion, that God will, will, will have mercy on her. And um, the, the old school actor, uh, John Travolta, Okay, very good. Some good prayer requests. Well, uh, we're going to have Brother Gary to uh, pray around these prayer requests of yours, and then we're going to go to a commercial break after that, and then come back and address uh, Rick's question as well on the coronavirus. So let's uh, listen in on that one. Okay, Brother Gary. All right. Lord, we just come before you because we thank you so much that you hear and you answer our prayers, that you're attentive to the prayers of your children, that you love us so tremendously and that you lavish your love upon us. And Lord, we just lift up uh, Brother Cece. We pray that you continue to 
keep him in good health as well, Lord God. We pray for his mother, Rosalinda, Lord God, and his family members, that you put a hedge of protection around them against this virus, Lord God. And we also lift up Christina Milian and uh, John Travolta, Lord God. And uh, we pray for um, salvation for these folks. We pray, Lord God, that you, Lord God, would supernaturally intervene in their lives and and open their hearts to the reality that you exist, the reality that you are the true and living God, and the reality that they are lost without you, and that they need a Savior, Lord God, as we all do. We all need you desperately, Lord God. We cry out to you all the time, and we thank you that you called our names before the foundations of the earth, and that you uh, brought us into adoption, that we can cry out, Abba, Father. And so, Lord, we pray for them that they, too, would have that awesome privilege. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. All right, Cece, thank you so much for your call and your good question as well. Thank you, thank you. All right. Well, the gentleman behind the glass, <laughs> we have to pay attention to. He's not like the wizard where he said, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. <laughs> we have to tell you it's time for us to take a commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecture Counselor, and Expert on the Cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. We want to encourage you if you need prayer. We're here to pray with you. There's so many things going on in our world today that we all should be on our knees right now praying. It's that serious. Um, but at the same time, God has not given us a spirit by which to fear, but one of power and love of a sound mind. So we want to uh, pray for, for God's peace to be upon our lives, to know that he's in control. You know, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God is in control of Corona. He's in control of everything that's going on on planet earth. And so we have to trust him. And, uh, you know, if you have not trusted Jesus Christ as your savior, you know, maybe this whole thing is disturbing your world and getting you in a place where you're going to, um, humble yourself and trust Jesus as your savior. We all reach that point in our lives or sometimes circumstances uh, conspire to help us realize that we are in control of very little. And sometimes we live in a world that just seems completely out of control. And we need a Savior to step in and save us, to put us on a sure footing, to put us on that rock that is higher than, than we are. And so we want to encourage you tonight, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior— Now's the time. Just ask him into your heart. Ask him into your life. Ask him to take away your fears and to give you peace. Ask him to make you his child, and he will. It's that simple. And if you're not sure how to, give us a call. We'll we'll walk you right through it right now on the air. That number is one eight 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 F O R K F A X. That's one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. Uh, you know, now's the time. Now's the appointed time. Tomorrow's not promised to any of us. So we want to encourage you. Accept Jesus. Ask him into your heart. Ask him into your life. Um, so we want to encourage you also to continue to pray for our ministry. Continue to lift contending for the faith up in prayer on a regular basis, as well as partner with us financially here at contending for the faith. So important right now, we are looking at a deficit of 150, uh, actually 250 for last week's program and 400 for this week's program. So we need your help financially to keep things running, to keep the wheels on the car turning and uh, 
apart without your help, uh, especially your prayers and without your financial partnership, you might tune in one night and discover that we're not here. Something else is on the air. So we don't want that to happen. There's two ways to donate. Send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith. P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith. Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Just go online. Get your computer out. Everybody I know has a smartphone. It may not be as smart as the phone sometimes, but you got a smartphone. Learn how to use it. Go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org. Click on the Donate button, and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. So we want to encourage you tonight to continue praying for us as we will continue to pray for you, Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary. And let's get to our callers. Who do we have next? Brother Rick has been patiently waiting. Brother Rick, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, I got, got a uh, question for you. What lessons can we learn from this uh, pandemic of the uh, what we commonly known as the uh, the uh, corona flu, corona flu or COVID nineteen flu virus? Wow, that's a very good question. And uh, let me just say this: that um, this is a uh, tremendous wake up call uh, for all of us worldwide. And it's interesting to me uh, that uh, this thing started in China. And when you look at uh, the Chinese religion, it's anything other than Christianity. And Christianity is trying to make its way in there. And they're being resistant to uh, church and to the Bible. And uh, it's communistic, anti-God, anti-Christ. And so God is trying to uh, allow this to happen. Uh, nothing takes him by surprise to try to wake the Chinese people up. And then it's happening all over the world uh, to wake us all up. Uh, this is another reminder in a different way of 9-11. With 9-11, it's people that died on the plane <laughs> in the air. Now it's people dying on earth. So uh, God has uh, allowed this to happen uh, to get our attention worldwide. And, uh, you know, we're living in an idolatrous, immoral world. And uh, I, th I thought about the Kobe Bryant uh, celebration. I watched that. And with all of those celebrities and all of the musicians, well-known, Beyonce and Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player ever played. And, and, you know, you had Shaq get up there and curse and everybody's laughing. I was saying to myself, Lord, I wonder if one person is going to say anything about Jesus or God. Not one single person did. We're living in an idolatrous, immoral world. And Bill, the late Billy Graham was right when he said, if God doesn't judge America, he'll have to apologize for what he did to Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, so, uh, but this is the greatest opportunity. One of the lessons we can learn, too, is this is the greatest opportunity for us to share the gospel, and to witness. People are uh, more controlled by fear than faith. And this is the time for us to get them into faith over fear. And there's an acronym for fear. F means false, E, evidence, A, appearing to be real. And if we don't listen to what God is trying to say to us as a nation, uh, if we don't listen 
uh, then the door can open up to Second Thessalonians chapter 2, that God will send strong delusions that uh, he'll allow deception to come in, that we will believe a lie over the truth. And then the next thing that happens, you'll graduate from a lie, then the truth, to Romans chapter 1, a reprobate mind. And then uh, it's a... Uh, and so what we need to do is remember, I believe in Second Chronicles 7 and 14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. The land needs to be healed. And the way it's going to be healed is for us to not, first of all, run to the doctors, not, first of all, run to get our medication, not, first of all, run to the grocery store and clear it out. What we need to do is run to God and get on our knees and cry out to God and, and just, you know, weep before him and confess our sins and so he can come and heal our land. He's the great physician of all physicians. You see, what's happening today with this virus is that, uh, you know, is that People are not driven by faith; they're driven by fear because they they're not walking in the in the in the faith, and so uh, the uh, this virus is uh, uh, I mean I want to say fear is uh, traveling faster than the virus. That's what I see, and so we need to pray for wisdom. That's what we need to pray for: faith and wisdom. We need to be cautious and wise at what we do. We need to pray for protection, and, it's, and look at Psalms 91, Psalms 91 and 3, you know, and also Isaiah 54 and 17, that we pray no weapons formed against us will prosper. So, and like Gary said, we need to pray for grace and peace. You're not going to get peace. Let me just say something in relation to that. You're not going to get peace that the world talks about. Jesus talked about another different peace, and he says, in Matthew 6, don't worry, don't be anxious. And then, you know, he said, men are always to pray and not to faint, Luke 18 and 1. And then, you know, Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden. Though Jesus is the answer for this problem that we're having today, and as well as just executing wisdom and knowledge and making sure that we keep ourselves up to clean and everything else. So hopefully, and this last thing is that God is bigger than this corona uh, virus, he's, he's bigger than that. Uh, you know, David went up against Goliath, but he's able to knock it down. This is a Goliath in us, but with God, he can knock it down. So hopefully that helps out, uh, Brother Rick. I just tried to break down some things that would be helpful to you with that good question that you asked. Amen. Thank you very much on that. You're welcome, and thank you for your call. And can we pray for you regarding any prayer requests quickly? Pray for my family. Pray for pray for, pray for my relationship with my family, and uh, just uh, let there, let let there be peace and harmony and uh, between us. Amen. Okay, but well, we're gonna have Brother Gary to pray for your prayer request. All right. Well, Lord, we just thank you and appreciate our brother Rick. We pray that you continue to bless him, continue to strengthen him, continue to encourage him, Lord God. Touch his body from the crown of his head to the, the tip of his toes, Lord God, that you bring healing and life, strength. And um, we just pray for that encouragement to always flood him with joy and peace, Lord God. We pray for his family 
his mother and, and brothers and sisters, Lord God, that you would just bring um, love into their relationships, Lord God, that love would reign, Lord God, that they would be able to appreciate each other and agree to disagree sometimes agreeably, and that, that you, Lord God, would just cultivate uh, that love in their hearts, Lord God, for one another. We pray, Lord God, that you would give them an open heart as well to receive you, Lord God, and that they would also respect Rick's beliefs, Lord God. We just thank you and praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Kerry, and thank you, Rick, for your call and your question as well. Bye. All, All right. right. We're going to go to Angelina. Angelina, how are you doing? Hi, this is Angelina. How are you doing? Hey. And I'm calling from New York City. Wow. Wow, long and, ways. Um, I used to live in the San Francisco Bay Area for 10 years, and I'm praying for, I'm, I'm seeking guidance regarding um, how to pray, and I'll explain the situation, and whether or not, if this is spiritual attacks, how to approach it. And what's happened is that um, I've been praying about my situation regarding disability, and I've had a lot of rapid deterioration where um, I've gotten re-injured several times, and then I, my bag was stolen. And um, um, so there's increased immobility. In a, immobility. I'm, I'm, I'm unable to move around and walk and um, decreased ability to do self-care. It's very isolating. I'm not being provided any treatment. And when I lost my bag, I lost a lot of finances so that I was going to pay for the treatment. But that's been limited. And um, I'm really seeking what to do. Some people have told me or suggested or encouraged me to consider that since the accidents have been happening in my apartment and there is the possibly the occult in this building and there's many other negative things in this building, it's an unsafe environment, that it may be spiritual attacks and I should start praying about my apartment, my bed to stop having um, nightmares about this and also um, to pray about my mind and to pray for protection. Now, I was praying for protection prior to this happening, and I don't know what happened um, because the opposite happened. So it also started to kick up some old historical thoughts from my past that are negative regarding praying for protection, and they're not being... Angelia, let me just say this. Let me just say this. Don't mean to cut you off, but you got a huge uh, issue, and we really are concerned about that. What I want to do is get your number, leave your number, and we're going to have one of our counselors to call you and uh, counsel you and give you some good wisdom and knowledge around this. Because in order to do justice to this, uh, we're going to have to have plenty of time, and our time is running out. And uh, just let me ask you a few questions real quick. Are you involved with a healthy, well-balanced church? I am, but they don't know what to say or do about it. Okay. right now, the church is closed because of the coronavirus. Okay, well, let let me do this. Uh, And and let let us call you. And uh, let us know a good time to call you. And in the meantime, uh, get soaked and saturated in Ephesians six ten through eighteen. The the, the devil okay. hates that. So get saturated okay. into that. And we're gonna have Gary to pray for you because we're gonna try to squeeze in one more call. But in order to do okay. justice to your situation, we're gonna have to call you and have uh, quantity and quality time. Gary, let's pray for our sister. All right, okay, Lord, we you. we just lift up Angelina. You heard all the things that are going on. You know all the things that are going on. And we, first of all, do pray a hedge of protection, a wall of fire be around her and her apartment, Lord God, that you set your angels all around her, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you, Lord God, would divinely intervene in her situation and circumstances with her finances, Lord, with her resources that she needs. 
your word says that our God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. And your God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think. And Lord God, we even even in the midst of her church and all other churches are are closing down, but we know that we can still reach out by phone and have mm-hmm. the uh, church office continue to pray. And Lord God, we just pray that you would also surround her with a, a group of of uh, dedicated prayer warriors that would lift up her need as well, Lord God. So, Lord, we just pray right now that you would give her your peace, your perfect peace, which surpasses all understanding. Guard her heart and mind through Christ Jesus and help her to know that she is more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus and help her to, to take those verses and uh, on the armor and apply that armor every day uh, that she would have the victory. Lord, we thank you and praise you and give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll call you this week and uh, and we'll get in contact with you. Thank you for your call. Okay. Okay, thank you. All right, amen. We have, uh, what happened to Jermaine? Did he go? I guess so. Okay. Well, um, he had a question, didn't he? Um, What we'll do was next uh, week maybe we can get uh, Jermaine in and get to his question. Yeah. Yeah, he looked like he had a good one. Yep. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast, and we'd like to thank, thank Vince, our engineer, and Frederick, our phone counselor, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. Um, it's important for us to hear from you, your letters and cards, and encouragement to us, so please drop us a note and let us know how this program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Please keep us in your prayers. Until next time, when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you.